99.1 Yarra Valley FM, 26 minutes to 6 o'clock. You're on the sport with Jack, Alex and the Oracle. 17 gorgeous degrees outside, which is nice. Make sure you get out and enjoy this balmy evening and the sun doesn't set for a while. When does daylight saving kick in? Uh, it's usually after the grand final. I'm not too sure. Is it? Yeah, I normally base... Should be now. <laughs> you do. I'm waking up, yeah, no, you're right. The, the sun's out and about, you know, it's about 6.30 now. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah. I reckon our next guest got his guns oh, out. Oh, he might have, have <laughs> yes, and that, our next guest is Superstar 5, oh, sorry, not 5, four-time Premiership winner from the mighty Hawthorne Football Club, coach the Swans, Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Suns, and also Australia in, in the international rules, and that is Roddy Eade. G'day, Rocket. Evening, boys. How are we all going? G'day, mate. How no, are you? Not too bad. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, going all right. Yeah, yeah. take a lockdown, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is horrible. Now, prelim final weekend, mate. So exciting. Um, what do you take away from you know all the build up uh, for this weekend? Yeah, very interesting. I think um, I think the four best sides are there. Um, even though the Bulldogs only won by a point, I still thought that they were in the, the four best sides for the season. Um, and a bit of a slip up before the end of the home and away, but um, I think we've got the four best teams there. Um, build up, uh, unfortunately, is not in Melbourne, <laughs> which is a bit of a bugger, but uh, I think uh, certainly Port Adelaide and Melbourne are going favourites uh, for both their games. Um, but uh, you certainly wouldn't give the other two a not without a chance, that's for sure, if they can get their act together. Yeah, Rocket, uh, with the Lions this weekend obviously going out by, by a point, as you say, do you see any sort of similarities between where they're at at the moment and where your dog's team was at in that sort of 2008, 2009, 2010 um, sort of bracket? Because looking results-wise, it's looking very similar, I suppose, between the two. Yeah, they've only made one prelim, though. Uh, we made three, so... <laughs> they, um, so there's a little bit of difference. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but probably yeah, they're probably a bit further away than what we were. I think they're they're a bit short at the moment. I think uh, um, now they've had a reasonable uh, three years. I think last year was their best chance. Last year was their chance where most of the games were played in Brisbane. Um, they weren't affected by hubs like other teams having home crowd. Um, I think that was the chance that they missed last year um, and got to got to the prelim um, and uh, I think they were a little bit short this year and they weren't quite ready two years ago so they'll, they'll need to jig their list a bit uh, they'll need to change a, a few little things around but uh, I still think they're not old at the moment so they still gives them a sort of a chance to improve uh, Rocket, good stuff mate the Oracle here, let's get down to the real business mate, let's talk about your footy days how good were they? <laughs> yeah, I, I was very lucky to go to Hawthorne, so I feel, feel blessed that way uh, as a player, and um, obviously going to a really good club with some really really good players. Um, yeah, 100%. And, and we had a lot of success, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. It was uh, terrific. Um, look back at look back on it very fondly, and now um, yeah, you learn to appreciate that they're, you know, they're hard to win premierships, and just being involved with those at the time was uh, was a fantastic time for me. And the, and the toughness, how do you compare the toughness back to then to the toughness now? The game's changed a lot? Oh, the game has changed a lot. There's not as many uh, he's behind play. Like, like, it was tough in those days. But 
I've heard Lee Matthews talk, I spoke to Lee about it, and he's obviously one of the toughest players to play, but in many ways it's tougher today because you know, you're protected a lot from the umpires and that, obviously, and the rules, and you can't be hit behind play, but the way they wheel themselves into a contest, um, and I think it's even more so than what it, what it used to be. I think guys are really, you know, they're a bit fitter, faster and stronger, and I think they hit the, hit the contest with a lot of impact. So um, They didn't play in the yeah, mud that you played in either. No, well, the, you know, the conditions are, are pristine now. The, the guys would understand they're playing in the in some of the grounds that we played on with the, with for a, the mud. For $1,000 a, a game. game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think the uh, the pays are a little bit... Uh, I think each era is a little bit jealous of the next era or the, or the two eras on, on which we're how much money they get. So you certainly love to be playing today, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, were you still playing in 19... around? Were you, did you play against Damien Monkhurst? Um... Yeah, would have. Yeah, he played in the flag in 1990. 1990, yeah, he was pretty good yeah, in 1990. Yeah, playing at the Bears in 1990, so and that wouldn't be any first year, so I would play. Yeah, you would have crossed over for, for a few seasons. And then you coached his son, Riley, at Baldwin. Yes, Coach Riley, uh, uh, which was good. He, he, he was really good for us, and you know, unfortunately for us, he wanted to go back to play with his brother, uh, Ben, for his yeah, last ben, season. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw Riley, he came down to training a couple of times, and not to train, but just to solo the guys, and that's so. Oh, he's a good. Uh, he's, I coached him in junior football out here in Morialic, and he's a he's a lovely young bloke. But geez, I used to get frustrated with him, and no doubt you were the same. <laughs> about what sorry? I, I, I said I used to coach him out here in junior football, but I used to get awfully frustrated, and you're probably the same. Um, so much talent. Lot, yeah, he has a lot of talent. Uh, so he's a first year because what he's losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, had the Baldwin Tigers. Uh, oh, you, you didn't answer that one. I, oh. I was asking why you got frustrated with him. Oh, 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 yeah, a little bit of that. But uh, I'd find that they dropped the easy marks that had come out to him. He'd be on the wing on his own. He'd work hard to get in the right spot, and then he'd just uh, switch off and he'd drop the ball. He should swallow up every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't see a lot of that. No, he was uh, no, he was quite good for us. He, he had some really good games. In the, you know, you're about to get on to Bourne, but there was quite a, quite a, uh, in 2019, there was a lot of good rucks in the competition. So he had some really good, comp, uh, really good players to play against. And um, But he did a really good job. So we, you know, we certainly missed him. We'd love to get him back. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a good young fellow, but I'm a bit disappointed because I did ask him who was his best coach and uh, you beat me there, mate. So <laughs> probably understand, probably understandably, but <laughs> I had to give it a fly. <laughs> so you're Bullman Tigers, mate. I'm obviously an interrupted year. Um, how, how did you find it? Um, it was, yeah, we, we were a bit... Uh, uh, a bit of grief that the season finished actually we're starting to hit some really good form and uh, now we think we would have given it a bit of a shake there at the end of the season um, now we had a really good win round one against the Premiers and then had a bit of a, a bit of a flat patch for a while for two or three games and then after the first lockdown we came back in really good shape and beat the second team and the, and the third place team and now we gave ourselves a really good chance we're playing some, playing some good footy so um, I think most of the players are going to go around again and we'll probably recruit a couple. So we'll certainly look forward to 2022 with a fair bit of, uh, with a fair bit of positivity. Sort of funny how things work out, Rodney. We had uh, one of the uh, bloke you won a couple of flags alongside. You coached against in the AFL and 
He reckons he's bringing Montrose up to the Premier Division in Gary Ayres, so you could end up coaching against him in a couple of years' time again. Yes, um, I spoke to Ezzy before he took the job, actually. He, um, he gave me a call and we had a chat about some different clubs and different things. And I spoke to Ezzy a fair bit during this year. And, um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a great appointment and he's really thrilled about, uh, about getting on board with Montrose and uh, their junior program and uh, uh, what the club's uh, their future. So I think he'll be really good. So hopefully for him and hopefully for Montrose, they can get up in the Premier Division as soon as possible. He's seen the, the division obviously firsthand for a good while now. Is it hard to to get a team up and stay in the in the Premier Division? Uh, yeah, it's been a bit obviously disjointed with COVID, but um, yeah, it is. And I think there's been some reticence. I think from teams in Div One about coming up at certain stages and being able to compete. Um, it is a big jump. Um, having seen what they say, once they are able to get there, these teams, they'll they'll need to recruit again um, to uh, to make that jump. But um, uh, I think I think Gary's got the right idea. He wants to develop the local talent and some, have the junior program going through. So once they are successful and once they can get in the Premier Division, that they that they can sustain that and they can be there for a long time. Uh, just another one, Rocket. Your coaching career, when did you identify internally that you wanted to be a coach while you were still playing, or is that something you sort of no, thought of afterwards? No, it's uh, a bit of a story I've told. It a bit. I went to um, the Brisbane Bears after or playing from Hawthorne, and it was a bad football move, my worst decision going there, because Hawthorne played another couple of premierships after I left, and um, yeah. whether I would have got picked or not, I don't know, but... But uh, it was a bit of a end up being a good career move because uh, at the time the Bears were going through ownership changes and whatever, and Norm Dare became the coach, and, and the Bears had a team in the VFL seconds, and uh, he wanted a player to coach, so he forced me to coach the seconds, which I didn't want to do, so I didn't want to coach. <laughs> you probably identified that. He's probably identified you, though, to come to you to get you to do that. Yeah, maybe. But he forced me to coach the twos while I was still playing in the ones, and. Um, yep. And fortunately, I suppose I got an injury about round four or five, and uh, Coach Atuza really enjoyed it. So that sort of um, um, uh, gave me the career path, I suppose. And uh, then from there, I went to, after that year, I, I, two years or so, I was coaching there, and then went to North Melbourne as assistant coach, and then got the science job. So yeah. it was a pretty fast turnaround. So I, I've always thanked Norm for. Know what he did for my career in that way. And what's your what's your coaching mantra? Uh, what sets you apart from other coaches? Do you think? Um, I think you know coaching's changed over the years. It really has. It was probably more about before I became coach the fire of Brimstone and um, that sort of thing, and then became a bit more tactical game. Um, and it's probably more the relationships and whatever. I think you just got to create an environment really that players want to learn and improve um, my big mantra is about just just trying to get better um, so everyone can get better whatever level you're playing at whether it is AFL or whether it's Eastern Footy League or whether it's Div 4 or 5 so you come with attitude you try and improve your skills and try and improve um, different aspects of your game um, then I think the team becomes better as well and Carlton, we look at Carlton, they've got, had a few issues there with coaches over the years. Do you think it's a disjointedness between, say, board and the football department? Or do you think that the players aren't an, driven enough? It's, it's Selection's been an issue, drafting's been an issue. What do you see there as the issues? 
Uh, yeah, it's a good question. You don't know unless you're inside, but obviously there is a bit of non-alignment um, with, with administration and uh, playing and uh, um, I think uh, probably previously they were too defensive and they probably become too attacking. I think there's a balance there that they need to get football-wise. Yeah. Um, probably have paid too much for some players to, to come on board, but they're still, they've still got some talent. So I think they probably just need to uh, recruit a couple of players, um, get the right coach who can um, get them to do uh, play both sides of the ball, positive, you know, offense and defense. Uh, now I think they can get things right. I think things can turn around pretty quickly. People say about the same with Collingwood that there's this struggle uh, about board level and that disrupts the club. Yeah, it does to a certain degree, but uh, it's that's that's really easily easily to fix. And um, you now the players just want to play and they just want to um, enjoy their footy. So I think for both those clubs, that those sort of um, off field squabbles or uh, uh, areas of confusion will fix up pretty quickly. Yeah, well, just it, I'm just fascinated by the Gold Coast Suns. Um, every sort of year, they seem to just sort of bottom out. And um, you've been there for you know you were there for three seasons. I'm just fascinated because it's obviously seen it from a distance, being here in Victoria. But what's it like being up there? What what is their what is their probably biggest problem from uh, the Gold Coast Suns uh, perspective? I, I think, and I mentioned it while I was there as well, which. Uh probably not so much fell on deaf ears but I think they haven't got enough experience around to support the younger players and they still keep going for youth all the time yeah. um, that's fine but then they and you keep losing and then the kids want to leave um, so I think they've got I think the Giants did it as well as in, you know, they did a lot better having some good senior experience players around so while the younger players develop and I think um, that generally for me is, has been the issue um, more than so therefore they start they now they start well on the season um, and then get some injuries or whatever then it drops away because the younger players need leadership and need experience around them to help them through the tough times did you try and get anyone to the club while you were there to fill that void like have you got um, well we had, a, we had a few obviously Gary Ablett was there yeah. and um, Harbour was good I think before me that a few of the players uh, probably dropped away pretty quickly and left. Um, weren't weren't the right weren't, weren't the right players. Then we got Michael Barlow, but he broke his ankle in about halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, so we had some players that were injured, um, so which was always you know, it's not an excuse, it's just uh, just the reality of it. Um, so so you're always like, you know I've got Jared Witts there who been good but then he's got injured this year just done a knee who's become captain of the club um, so just picking the right players and to be able to get to the so they had a bit of luck with injuries as well that certainly helped turn the tide yeah so do you think it can be successful I mean it just seems um, from a sporting point of view that most times uh, that a sporting organisation starts up there it sort of fails but do you, do you think um, it could succeed yeah, it's an issue. You're right. Every sporting team, whether it be basketball or soccer or rugby yeah. league or Aussie rules, has um, has never been a success. And people talk talk about the, the lifestyle on the beach and that. But I mean, Perth have got great beaches, and mm. so I I don't know what the real reason is there. I don't yeah. think the distraction of beaches and the sun is 
is a reason that it doesn't yeah. work. Um, and girls and beer. Is, sorry? <laughs> and girls and beer. <laughs> well, they were in every state, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's just. I don't think it's just there. <laughs> and um, and I think you now people say I go into surface. Well, players never really into surface, but it's the same as going into any city. Yes. Yeah. I mean, players in Melbourne go and get into trouble at nightclubs in the city as well. So uh, that there, you know, the, you know, the faults you would say is common in every city, so it's got to be more than that. Yeah. It's got to be more than that, whether it's just because it's a non-footy state, but the Giants have done okay. So I'm not too sure. I'm yeah. really not too sure about why. I think if they got to be successful and had the right uh, balance of experience and the coaching and everything like that and get that right, I think I think it could be a success. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. Back, when, in, back when you were coaching the Swans, was Mick Farland there when you were there? No, he was before me, Mick, no. Yeah, right. I'm oh, just interested, a good friend of the we have on the show here, Harry Perryman, uh, he's just he's their uncle, so I thought... Right, OK, yeah. No, no, he was before me. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, is there any sentiment in footy? Would you play Nathan Jones? <laughs> well, we'd ask that a bit, um... Uh, probably not. No. No. Yeah. Would you oh, give Toby yeah. Green the captaincy? Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, back on Nathan Jones, I think yeah. his only chance is to be the medical sub this week. If he's not oh. medical sub this week, he won't play. So it's. But they've got Jaden Hunt to come back. Um. Uh, so I think it's. I think it's difficult for him. For Toby Green, people say, "No, you wouldn't do it. Why did you give it to the umpire and all that sort of stuff?" But I, I, I reckon I would give him the captaincy. How did how did you start to view finals differently as a coach, Rocket? Obviously, playing in them as a player and being the coach is always going to have its differences. How did you see that when you when you came into it with Sydney? Um, I think it's um, really highlights the difference between playing and coaching. Really, as a player, you just worry about getting yourself in the right frame of mind and be able to do your role and play your and and do your job on the on the day. So it's all about you about uh, getting everything right whereas a coach you're worried about so many other different factors not only the 22 players but staff the messaging you give to players some are going to be really nervous and stressed and be able to take that stress away from them and narrow their focus and you've got media you've got a whole range of different things so uh, it becomes heightened in finals rather than what happens during the season um, and that's be interesting the messaging and I mentioned he'll cope with it really well but Simon Goodwin to Melbourne because I mean, all four teams have got pressure this week um, in different forms, but Melbourne's going to be the historical pressure of not having won since 1964, and people will be reminding them of that. So it'll be Simon's message in terms of coach to be able to take that pressure off the players and just to be able to get them to perform at their best. Yeah, well, we're all hoping Melbourne win because that's who I support, right? Uh, tell us, yes, who, who wins this weekend and who are your tips? Uh, yeah, I still go. I still pick Melbourne. Um, okay, good. I we'll invite you back on the show. <laughs> Sorry, we'll invite <laughs> you back on the show. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. I think Geelong. You know, when they played last time, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, they obviously it was a close game. But I was down at Geelong. I, I, it might be easy, but I think. I think. Uh, I think the demons can get up, and I think it's all set for Port. Really, a bit like Brisbane last year, playing at home. Brisbane should have been able to capitalise on that. I think Port will capitalise on that. I think having a week off, getting Fantasia right, the Bulldogs with Bont and Pelly in yeah. some doubt. Yeah. Um, Whiteman not playing. I think it's all set up for 
the Melbourne and Port Grand Final. How exciting would that be, Rocket? Who wins the Brownlow, Rocket? Uh, well, I'll go on the Dean, Clayton Oliver. How's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Clary, right. you're definitely yeah. coming back on their show. Hey, look, Rocket, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this evening, mate. It's been great to pick your brain on footy matters and uh, good luck with um, yeah, the Baldwin Tigers in the pre-season and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch um, for next no. year. No worries, boys. All the best. You've been great, mate. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Cheers, Rocket.